0: Hey, guys, it's Risa. And Nisadeen. And you can find me on social media at Risa's Online. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok at Risa's Online. Um, you can follow my Instagram, nisadeen.head,
1: or just platforms, platform, nisadeen.head. Um,
0: yeah, and so today we're just, like, chilling. and We just decided to, you know, make a podcast episode. We're going to be talking about our inner child and how we learn to heal, you know, all our traumas and... Yeah. How, like, we felt like black women were overly sexualized since we popped out the womb. It's just going to be a discussion, you know. That that revolves around. Yeah. You guys know the fucking. You know vibes, okay? Um, Before we started off, I want to just, like, open it up with a quote by John Beggar. And this quote really. I I watched a video on YouTube yesterday. I'm going to link her video in the description um but this really stuck with me or like stuck with me so it says a woman must continually watch herself she is almost continually accompanied by her own image of herself whistler she's walking across the room whistler she's weeping at the death of her father she can scarcely avoid envisioning herself walking or weeping from earliest childhood, she has been taught and persuaded to survey herself continually. And so she becomes to consider the surveyor and the surveyed within her as two consequent yet always distinct elements as her identity as a woman. She has to survey everything she is and everything she does because how she appears to men is of crucial importance for what is normally thought of as success in her life. Her own sense of being in herself is supplemented by a sense of being appreciated as herself by another. One might simplify this by saying, men act, and women appear. Men look at women, and women watch themselves being looked at. This determines not only most relations between men and women, but also the relations of women to themselves. The surveyor of the woman and herself is male, the surveyed is the female. This she turns herself into an object, and most particularly an object of vision a sight i think the whole like premises of what he's trying to say is like ever since we were little we've always been conditioned to like we have to look a certain way we have to be pretty we have to look like this we have to do this or else we won't be successful like we even with when we talk about femininity it's like everything we know about femininity is based off what men think is like feminine what
1: men want
0: yeah so like i feel like that was a really interesting you know quote what do you think about it?
1: Um, but the part of the quote that really struck me was the first part when it was like, "You like we're like our own worst critics." Like,
0: exactly. It
1: doesn't matter what you do, what you're doing. It's always you're always looking at yourself. You're always over analyzing every single thing that you do. Mm-hmm. And I wonder where that like where that exactly come from because it comes from your childhood. Mm-hmm. It comes from your parents telling you like you can't make any small or sort of a mistake or you're just like or you're just completely worthless yeah so you walk through life always just thinking about everything you do because i mean that's how i am at least Like that's how i am too in anything anything literally anything i do i'm always thinking i'm always thinking bad about myself like and it's it really makes it really makes no sense um
0: yeah, and even in like vulnerable moments, I remember this time like when I got in this fight at school. I'm not gonna go into depth, but like I basically got in this fight, and after the fight, I was like crying. But I was cry- as I was crying, I was thinking about, oh my god, I hope I don't look like you know. Like it's even then, even in our vul- vulnerable moments, we are still thinking about how we look and how we were being perceived by others. And it's like even when I even when I go in school, it's like all we thought, all we think about is like, oh my god, I hope we we look like this I hope I look good I hope I don't look like this and it's like that whole thing was like programmed in us when we were kids and like I don't know if you know about the whole like it's like seven I mean it's like birth to seven is like the time period where we're like getting programmed like every that's such an important part in your life because like you are so vulnerable to every type of information and just like you're like a sponge you're just soaking every single thing and like that's it determines how you're gonna be when you're older that's why like um this guy I can't remember his name but he's like give me a give me a guy I mean give me a man to like born I mean to birth to seven and I'll make a man out of him because that's how you like that's the time period when you can really like change a child like yeah and that's where a lot of our traumas took place yeah in that time period yeah um yeah
1: a lot of what a lot of like what I think about when I think of my childhood trauma it comes from very young young. and I and it's only I can only remember that trauma like I can't remember anything else from that time frame but that trauma like it sticks with you through Mm -hmm. your entire life and it just like replays in your head over and over and over again anytime you make a mistake or anytime you're doubting yourself it comes back to you
0: yeah Yeah. it never really escapes like you never really get over until you really like heal from it and it's like we can all be like oh yeah heal this heal this but it's like deeper than that because it's like literally in your subconscious mind like when we go through traumatic experiences in our lives it low-key changes things in our dna like it changes how you're gonna go out in the world it changes everything and that's something that we don't you know place a lot of importance importance on because it's like oh like we all go through things and it's like yeah we do but it's like a lot of us went through some real hard shit that we can't we're still living with to this day and yeah so let's talk about like who we were when we were kids because i just last period i was going on my like mom's old you know gmail account she has like all these photos of me and i had so much you know videos of me like trying to start a youtube channel like i was such a bright kid yeah And I always had so much ambition to go do a lot of things when I was younger. Like, I had a whole YouTube channel with my sisters. We had a whole singing page. Like, we had all these things. And it really, like, it kind of made me sad. Because I'm just like, what happened to all that? I was filled with so much life. And even though I'm still young, I'm still filled with so much life. But back then, it was just like, I never thought about the things that I thought about now. It was just so much more peaceful. And yeah i don't know where i'm going with that but i just wanted to bring that up like i just felt like when i was a kid things were just so much easier but obviously you're a kid yeah like you haven't grown up (laughs) yeah the world is the evil place it just felt
1: easier but like even when you were going through those traumatic things life was still happy
0: yeah life was still happy
1: things were still happy like i remember i was just completely different like Mm. i used to be so outgoing so like i don't know it, it makes me like sad and a lot of my like um, I kind of got it wrong. when I was trying to heal my inner child, a lot of it was trying to be that happy, go lucky kid again.
0: yeah,
1: but like the fact like it was like the fact that I wouldn't like never ever be that happy that mm-hmm. like that <laughs> ever again because the trauma that I went through during those times changed me. and it's not like you know, and it's like it is it's just that's just how that's just how trauma is but yeah. um let's talk about the certain things you can do to yeah. um heal that because
0: we know. can't just talk about it and not give a solution yeah so um what about for you what do you think Cause I-
1: that like a lot of what i'm working on right now is he- trying to heal my my inner child and i like i meditate, but mm-hmm. It, like most of the things i do is not it's not targeting that like a lot of people say do things like like your chi- like your inner child like would have liked but a lot of those things i hate now
0: <laughs> yeah so i just
1: i really i don't think that helps but i just i i i, I like express gratitude like all the time even mm-hmm. when like things in my life feel so miserable or dull i'm always like i'm always like grateful there's always you always have something there's always to be grateful, to be grateful about. For. and if you're not grateful for things that you have now you're not going to get blessings or more things in the future mm-hmm. so that's that's kind of what i'm doing now i like to meditate journal um there's this journal app that i use It's kind of useless if you don't have a membership, so never mind.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Those, like, meditation apps just be so... Like, why does it even cost anything to, like, meditate? Like, and just go to YouTube and just put on the same thing. I know,
1: but if you have those memberships...
0: Is it better? Like, what happens? Like, I don't even... I just... As soon as I see, like, they're trying to make me pay for something, I'm out of there instantly. Like, I don't even...
1: Yeah.
0: But um, I would say for me um I still like the same I do I meditate like I haven't back then like the summer of this year it was for me it was like a big thing to heal my inner child because I just felt like a lot of the traumas were just coming back or like a lot of the traumas in my life were just like making them their self like in my face especially because I like suppress everything like when something traumatic happens I suppress that shit to like the point where I don't even know that it be it, like it never happened you know yeah you
1: don't feel it you don't even
0: feel it and like all of those all of those things that i suppressed just started coming to the surface and like i low-key felt like i was going through my dark night of the soul almost my part two because i've just i don't know why i go through so many of those but right now i've been trying you know like to just keep a positive mindset and just look at the po- the positive sides of things, even that, that even though that can sound really dense it's like at the end of the day, we're, what we're trying to do here is reprogram our brain, right? Yeah. So we can be more happy. And if you, the more you focus on positive things, the most, the more you focus on things that actually serve you, the more your brain will be like, okay, this is what we're gonna pay attention to. But if you f- focus on like the negative shit, that's all your reality is gonna be. That's all it's gonna show you. Because at the end of the day, we create our own reality. Like we create, we created all of this since we were kids. You know, I mean, that since we—I mean, I guess we we did, but like right now we're actively creating, actively create creating, and like right now just means so much. Like the present to me just means so much, and it's so important to me because, like, yeah, like I said, we're creating our reality every minute, every second of the day, and I want to make shit actually mean something because when I've, because I've been. I wouldn't say I'm not depressed anymore because I I still am depressed and I'm still trying to heal from all those things but um that's the only way like I can't I can't just sit down and just let myself be, be depressed I have to like make steps towards being who I was like when I was happy and when I was or just trying to improve myself yeah basically yes. just do I still do the th- even though yeah like I still do the things when I, th- that I did when I was a kid like I still like I'm very animated I'm still animated I still watch cartoons I still do all these things that I do, did when I kid w- oh my god I can't fucking talk I still do all yeah. these things I, I did when I was a kid and it still brings me the same type of happiness that I you know it still brings me the same happiness so that's one way you can but like I feel like it's deeper than just you know meditating and doing all these things like to really heal your inner child
1: all that is like surface it's very
0: surface like you have to go within
1: a lot a lot of a lot of like us like everybody that's probably watching this like a lot of childhood trauma comes from your family and if you're still like in that type of household you are never going to
0: heal you're never gonna heal you are never going Mm -mm. to heal so
1: like you just have to you have to i don't want to say escape but escape you know you have, you to, have to
0: escape no yeah. you have to escape
1: <laughs> you need to you need to escape but even though like like with like with me when i was like a kid like i had so much fantasies and so many dreams just like like just like how you said like mm-hmm. there were so many things that like i wanted to do and as i go got older and i realized that i wasn't living dealing with my childhood trauma and stuff and then on top of that realizing that I haven't really had like that was, I haven't really ex- like put like
0: put myself in- <laughs> I I know I know <laughs> You know
1: what I'm saying? Yeah, about? I know. But like um it disappointed me. And yeah. so now I'm like doing things that I've always wanted to do. Like I've always wanted to be big you know i always wanted to be big like i always wanted to be rich when i was little little miss was such a material <laughs> <Yeah>. material girl <laughs> she was a material yes she was a material girl she wanted to she wanted to have nice things she she still does she wanted to she wanted to be, live big in new york city or la or in like a big city she wanted to travel you know accomplish her dreams and stuff and like And, like, I can just tell y'all 100% now that, like, we've started the podcast, Mm -hmm. that I'm even thinking about, you know, starting my blog or, like, thinking about those things that make – it has made me 100 times more happier than meditation has ever done. So I think doing things like that that make you, like, happy, like, your dreams and stuff, Mm -hmm. and just doing things that make you happy. Don't do – like, if you want to quit that job – I literally, I literally got a job at Target, quit it after two weeks, qu- three weeks or whatever. Quit that job because it made me so unhappy. And what's the point of staying at a job even even, the, even if they were paying me $17 an hour? Because it's like holiday season. What was the point? What's the point of just doing things that just
0: don't serve you in any type of way? Exactly. It's it's honestly it's like... It's
1: counterproductive and it's, it's, very... it's just going to make you more depressed.
0: Yeah, when you talked about like how when you were a kid you wanted you had these all these like aspirations, all these dreams, like I know we both dealt with like you know daydreaming. I know we both like like <laughs> you want to talk to me Let's talk. Let's get into it because talk like about that. I started when I was like nine, mm-hmm. and if you guys don't know what meladact, what is it? Meladactive. Yeah, I will put the name here, but meladactive um, daydreaming is basically when you like put yourself in this like other world. Right, you imagine things, whether you use music um whether you use like books like books, you basically put yourself in the other world and experience life in that world for a few hours. I don't know, I used to do hours, you know because just to escape your reality, and I did that as a coping mechanism because like growing up, I mean I wouldn't say I didn't have the best i didn't well, yeah, I didn't have the best home life, and I didn't get as as much attention from my parents because one of my parents was out of my life and one other parents just had to work so much, you know? So I never really had any, like, outlets to go through. So I just went within myself, and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to act like I'm Beyonce. Rihanna, I'm going on tour, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Come back from school, I'm already in the Uproar. Like, it was just, it was so fun, though. Yeah. But, like, now, before I even, let, before we even talk about how we feel about it now, I want to, like, how do you feel about yours? Like, say about yours.
1: Well, I did it. I did it it started off as like imaginary friends it was yeah. very 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 extreme like I like my mom would be giving me a bath and I'd just be talking to myself just wow. talking to something like over there and I, to, I I, used to get beat she'd be like what are you talking to What are you, are you talking to the devil or something like what are you doing <laughs> talking to devil. and so I, c- I couldn't do that anymore so I would just I would use music but like it was I didn't really I didn't have headphones or anything like when I was younger and stuff so I would like I would like put something up and I would dance like Nicki Minaj, Beyonce. Just just mm-hmm. just be, you know, just everybody did that, you know?
0: Yeah. But like for happy. us it was deeper. It though. was
1: deeper. And then it started to just be daydreams, like in public, just like sitting in class, just like thinking about completely something completely different thinking like you're in a whole another life reading a book and imagining yourself in that book and i and then, and then it's a it's like it's normal at first but then it gets to somewhere where it becomes kind of toxic and kind of extreme where you do it to escape your life yeah but i still do it <laughs> <I'm-> <laughs> <laughs> especially in the school in the school in the school oh. you never seen me I'd be in an English class just. Oh, you'd be dick. De- oh, girl. <laughs> yes. I mean, like, for I'd be, me. I'd be looking up and I'd be like, did anybody see me?
0: I'm like,
1: what do I do? That's crazy.
0: I feel like honestly it was so fucking fun though yeah. because like literally how we how i did it i literally jumped into that like place yeah. like everything seemed real i was there like yeah all the people i would meet i would walk around my room yeah. like i'm doing things and like if you've seen me like just randomly because i remember like my sisters and brothers used to like hide in the closet to see me daydream because they're like what is this bitch doing Like she's weird and they would hide in the closet and i used to get so embarrassed because like if you see it it just looks like yeah it looks very it doesn't look healthy right but like for me i still do it here and there but i haven't you know like i feel like it's not the same anymore for me it's not the same anymore so i don't really i haven't did it in like months now but like i still do it here and there sometimes when i'm listening to music i still get into that like yeah. mindset but you know sometimes i kind of miss it though because it was just such a fun escape yeah but i realized it was this, you know, yeah
1: it's kind of toxic it was it was toxic when i'm at home i like i like i like to tell myself not to do it because one hour will become three hours four hours mm. five hours the whole and, day. Then and then your whole day has passed yeah and it's just like what have you been like what have you been doing you Mm haven't done shit
0: exactly
1: just laying back and just daydreaming so i don't do it when i'm at home but you know sometimes when i need like just a little escape just a little positivity and in those daydreams i'm like the best version
0: the best version of myself like yeah oh my god like i'm the prettiest person in the world all the guys all the girls all the guys they all want me they all want to be me it's just so egotistical at the same time but it's just like that's how we want that's how when you said it really stuck with me when you said like um as a kid like you imagined yourself to be this type of person and when you grew up and you didn't you know become that person yeah I felt that way too because I'm just like I had so much like I just had I just knew I was going to be this type of person or like accomplish some of the things that I did in my daydreams but like I haven't did that yet you know so we kind of like it's not. It's sad, it's but especially when
1: you see the world like as a kid, you see the world in color. Oh yeah. And then, and then, you, and then you grow up, and it's like everything's so dull. Everything's so gray. Everything is so, it's so disappointing. Yeah, it's, it's disappointing.
0: It's like it's better in that world.
1: It's just better in that world. And oh. as you grow up, you kind of do it more yeah. and more and more and more. Yeah.
0: My hot spot was when I was like fifteen. That was the time I did it the most. Like. 15. 15 I was just really depressed when I was 15 I wasn't really that I mean yeah I was depressed but it was just like my whole life all we were doing was moving you know like I didn't really have any friends like that so that was the only thing I could do like I had friends in my daydream that's who the people that I would like you know go talk to or like and it like felt filled that void of like you know yeah affection because as humans we need to talk to people whether you can be an introvert that you need to have some sort of human connection yeah and that was what we like crave we crave that affection that we didn't you know get from some of our loved ones or our friends or whoever we crave that and so we made it for ourselves we created it
1: yeah i think i I did the most 13
0: 13
1: it was i was in eighth grade and i was bullied I was bullied in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. No one liked me, so I would just like it was it was such a depressing time and we just like moved like to a whole new place. Like I grew up in like I went to st- a charter school my entire life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I um and then I transferred into public school and it that that was just so different because I was I was a kid. Yeah. And it was like i wasn't i wasn't involved in social media because my mom and my brother they did not allow me to have social media so when i was in eighth grade i didn't know anything i wasn't with the trends mm-hmm. i didn't know i didn't know anything <laughs> at all i was like i was literally like i literally, I literally just came from somalia basically like i, oh I was I, I went into i was in that school i would that wear culture
0: shock That's it was a crazy. culture it was a culture
1: shock i used to wear like Oh my I used to wear big poofy dresses and like he I was just wearing and then for like for like the first two weeks and then I stopped wearing it when people started bullying me. But like what's crazy. They like
0: stripped yes. you from your innocence. Like they stripped stri- that they shit away from you. They took my <laughs> so, Oh my goodness. It was
1: sad. Like I was just Um, why are you watching your dog like, I don't even know. Just, whatever it doesn't matter but,
0: but yeah yeah anyways that's crazy
1: yeah
0: they really did script you from because like you were just expressing yourself that's what kids do and a yeah, lot of and we kids we were all kids we were all, all kids. kids but they already got their innocence snatched yeah, somewhere or somehow sad so they're like oh, this bitch got oh yeah we gonna take that just like they took it from me like yeah.
1: you i there was this girl that was pregnant you wait
0: wait wait
1: and I remember hearing that eighth grade. Yes, it's, oh she was in god. seventh grade. Seventh, she was. I imagine me hearing that. I'm like, what? Oh my god! I was, like, I was like, what? What That's do you
0: crazy. mean?
1: What do you mean? Everybody got boyfriends. I'm like, yeah.
0: Everybody had a boyfriend in middle school. Middle school like relationships were so stupid though. Like no. when you think about it, I wanted one. I wanted one. Like, <laughs> I wanted one, and I almost got in like some, but I'm just like, I was always so scared I don't know why, why I was scared I was just scared of commitment even as a kid <laughs> like <laughs> even as a kid my did not want to commit um but yeah but for me I grew up in a single parents a single parent house but like most of the time I mean my mom would get like I don't want to put all her business out there like that but it's like we got to talk about it. yeah we got to talk about it. so I just felt like Throughout my childhood, by the way, I've been to, like, so many... By the time I was, like, 10, I've already been to, like, five states. That's how much we moved. And it's not even that I went to different states. Even in those states, we moved within the states. So if you you had a childhood like that, which I know a lot of people have had, like, childhood with single mothers who just, like, run away from their problems or just, like, move everywhere. Because I know a lot of people have told me that they also had that type of childhood. That should really effects with you you know it really hurt me and it really because oftentimes when we would move it because it'd be because like either a man or like my mom was just running away from something and she just took us with her and that was another that's a it was a big part of my traumas because I never you know had like a childhood best friend because I would always move away from them um even my my, my siblings they even are going through it they're like oh yeah we never really had this and we never really had this because we never were at like one place we always were everywhere and like my mom just you know we're like her logic luggage we just she just brought us everywhere with her and one of the guys that I felt like she chose over us was like very 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 abusive I'm not gonna go into too much details because but he was very abusive to us and like I feel like I got, like, my people-pleasing shit from him and my mom, but mostly him him because I was so scared. Yeah. I was so scared, like, to the point where I would wear certain clothes so he don't say it was that bad.
1: Really? Yes,
0: I would wear certain clothes. I wouldn't, like, we would, I remember this time, I'll tell you the time, like, me and my um, sisters and brothers, we were just having fun, just being kids. We were just shaking, like, this water bottle. It was just, I remember this water bottle. It had, like, ice in it just just wait it doesn't make any sense at first but like I was just shaking this water bottle and like my cut my like I was like right here and my brothers and my sisters were right here so they were facing the door I was standing behind I mean I was facing them right so I'm just shaking the bottle and we're just dancing we're just laughing and like their demeanors just change they're like and then boom I just feel like a belt like yeah for yeah, no yeah, reason, yeah. Like, he's beating me for no reason. I'm laughing now, but shit, really? <laughs> no reason for Adam because of a lot. No reason. He like y'all making too much noise. I'm just like, if you think about it, they're crazy. Yeah, they're, they're, like, there's something crazy. wrong with them. And this guy was a pastor. This guy was a priest. This guy was the God, the man of God. Okay, everybody went to this man and told them, told him all his problems. And he's like, oh yeah, God, God will help you. Just believe in God. But at miserable. home,
1: he was miserable. He, he knew was, he was going to hell. He was going to hell. He knew you know, he, he, was, knew going he was,
0: going was going to hell. He knew. And he, not only did he do it to like only me, it was like my whole family. Like not only my whole family, my, my whole like household. Like mm-hmm. even down to my mom. Like, and it was just all that all that just made me want to please like and i'm I'm dealing with like just this morning i was doing like a hypnotherapy trying to heal people pleasing because i know that i noticed that a lot of my i don't know i just don't like that i do it a lot and it's like a subconscious thing that i just do right and i'm like where did that come from and i'm like going deep within my mind and i'm like yeah it came from him it came from my mom and like when she would choose us over him so i feel like i had to like you know mold myself to like get that attention from my mom when I feel like she's not you know yeah 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 shit was tough shit was tough I remember this time we moved when we finally were moving and I was so excited I'm like yes we're moving away from this guy we're moving away from this guy we go to the other state a few months later he pops up and I'm just like damn he just followed us everywhere we went and he was just like my biggest demon bro and like even now recently like a few years ago like maybe two years ago I haven't seen him like since my childhood he came back I couldn't even look that guy in his face bro I stayed in my room my mom was like come outside and she let him in our house oh. she's just like come outside come outside I'm like I can't even face him I wasn't ready to face that you know yeah um but yeah that's pretty much where mine like most of my trauma stems from and like that's so I had to, like, go deep and, like, figure out why I do certain things. Like, with my people-pleasing,
1: yeah, that's
0: where it stems from. So if you want to heal from certain traumas, like, even though it's going to be hard to go back and, like, relive those experiences. Because, like, when we think about things in our trauma and, that we have had trauma with, we automatically, like, jump in that, you know, where it was happening. We experience everything. And a lot of people don't want to experience that, which is why they suppress it. So, like, I'm like, maybe I should just... Bring it back up to the surface, <laughs> like heal yeah. it. That's what I'm trying to do right now, and I do think that I'm healing from it because I can. I'm able to talk about it right now. I was never able to even talk about this like years, like two years ago, yeah, or even a year ago. So, what about you? Well,
1: it, same as you, it comes from my
0: the,
1: parents' the household. When I was when I was three, I had a very I feel like I remember a lot from when I was a little, little kid. And I was, everything was just so happy. Like, I had, like, the perfect family, in my opinion.
0: Yeah.
1: And out of out of nowhere, one day, I'm, like, three years old. My, me and my brother are watching Power Rangers, and my dad just, like, leaves. And I feel like, and there was, like, a pocket of time where I feel like I just didn't see him. And, like, when I, when I did start seeing my dad, we would see him every weekend. And I know my dad just had such big, High expectations for me, my brother. Like he'd always tell us to get good grades in school. Yeah. Like, and I, he was just my big. Because he was, I felt like he was just such a good person. And I just like, I just had so much love from him. And I just, it was just the fact that I me, mean, him, and my mom were just divorced. But like, I always wanted that. I'd be like, one day they're gonna get back together. Like, just I know one day they're gonna get back together. Cause like, I just really, I just, I, I that, that's just really what kept me going. And then. I don't know. I just I felt so happy. I feel like thank God.
0: Why is it? <laughs> <laughs> like, why did it just change all of a sudden? I can't even see anything anymore.
1: But, but when I was twelve years old, like he died, and like I don't like I don't even like talking about it. But like I can't even like think of him without crying. Like I feel like I'm gonna cry right now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he was just such a um, good person. And my mom, uh, she was a single mom. And she was like, she was very, yeah. Like my mom has a lot of problems, but like, she, I feel she's such a she's such a good mom. I feel like at the end of the day, but you know, she has her problems and her issues. But she, her too, she has very high expectations. And like, anytime I would do anything wrong, like, I would just like, I feel like, I could just get the biggest punishment for it. And I just want to be good for that, because, like, my dad's not able to see me, like, my accomplishments, like, everything I really do, I do for him, and my mom, I like, and anytime I do something bad, everything just comes crashing down, I feel like,
0: yeah,
1: and, yeah, like, I really struggle with that, like, people pleasing, I don't try to please, like, even, like, even in, like, school, when I was, like, being bullied, like, I stopped being who I was, just so I could make friends, just so I could keep friends, like, but like my friendships maybe anytime I try to do that, my friendships would always fall apart because I wasn't being my true my true self. Um, I think that's just I think like I feel like that's where my problem really lies. It's just not being who I really am. And sometimes I don't even know who I really am. Like I I'm always trying to like figure it out, trying to identify it, trying to, you know, create new hobbies, try to feel like that's my like i just want to i just want to really i want to have passions i remember when when i like now i have something to like look forward to something to really dedicate my time to which is our podcast
0: yeah
1: but yeah like i felt when i didn't have that i felt really empty but you should you shouldn't even feel like like you have to have something to feel full to not feel empty but i just i always just want to i always want to like present myself to
0: be
1: the best like yeah. like just like i don't know but like you don't have to be
0: but we were conditioned to like feel like we we need to have yeah. a passion we need to have like an ambition like we have to have all these things set up like when you said you didn't really know yourself like even i'm going through that too like mm-hmm. who am i really like where am i from without these these humanly you know expectation, then we take away all the things that we've been taught who, who are we? And that's like... That's such a... Like, it's so big. That's so big. Because that's really all we are searching for. Yeah. Even even these random people that are walking. Like, it's like that Sonder... The Sonder effect where everybody has their own life. And, like, sometimes when I'm riding, going somewhere, and I'm in the car, I'm just like... The person next to me has a whole other life. Yeah. They're doing things. They're having babies. I don't know what they're doing, but they exist. Like... And those people are probably trying to figure out, figure shit out too. It's like we're all on this planet trying to figure out who we are, Yeah. and we don't even have to be so hard on ourselves. We really don't, because really honestly,
1: why I feel like I really, really want a life is just something where it's just so simple. Why I have no expectations, no obligations. Like I can just like live like somewhere like, secluded, yeah, and just be like, just be, do what I want, wake up anytime I want without having to go to work,
0: exactly, or.
1: F- worry about money or anything like that. Like, right now we're seniors and all we worry about now is, like, college or graduation or what yeah. we're gonna do in, like, two, one year from now. But, that like,
0: shit is just so draining to even think about.
1: Like, you turn a senior, you become a senior and, like, you're no longer a kid. You're no longer a kid. It's done. Like, now we
0: have to worry about things. Like, 18 is not even a, like, adult. Yeah. It's, like, we just were in high school for last semester yeah. now that i turn 18 i'm an adult i'm supposed to know what i'm supposed to do like it's so stupid i feel like we're not adults until we're like 21 like not even twenty one probably like yeah 21 like by 21 you're an adult but like 18 you're just a fucking child like you just came out of high school like you just popped out the womb yeah and like they expect us to know all these things and like especially with our mental health and like the stage of this planet and the stage of this society all that shit weighs down on you and like for us I do feel sorry for us because I feel like earlier generations had it easier I mean I guess I I don't know if I can even say that but there's just a lot of pressure that doesn't need to even be here it's just like we just want to it's all people pleasing yeah it's all well at (laughs) least back to people it's always
1: always people pleasing yeah like
0: even for me like i want to go to college yeah but like the main i wouldn't say that i want to go to college for myself i want to go to college so i can like please my mom so she can like stop you know yeah so she can be happy so she can because she's always telling me like oh they're always unhappy they're always unhappy and they're always talking about to make themselves exactly i'm like happy so it's so frustrating it's so fucking frustrating because she wants me to go to college and she wants me to be this like doctor this lawyer it's like you never even asked me what i want to do it's always what you want me to be and it's like i'm just a product because i born you and i gave birth to you it's like you have to be what I want you to be. And that's why a lot of us feel that we have to go do this and we have to go do this for our parents. And then we're 45 and we, we have a doctoral degree and we hate our fucking lives because we followed other people. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like, shit. And I also wanted to say, like, when you were talking about your friends, how you never really had, like, sustainable or, like, good friendships because you were always people-pleasing. Mm-hmm. That shit, oh my God, like same because like all my other friendships when I think about it they were never like how our friendship is now like I feel like the friendships I have with people now are so I just crave like that deeper connections because I've always had those like people pleasing relationships where I was always the other friend or like the friend that walked in the back why the two two Ones are walking on the sidewalk. Like I was always that like person in the back, and I always wanted to fit in or like people please my friends so they can accept me yeah. when they really didn't.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: which got me in this predicament, wanting to, for deeper connections. Eventually, if you're if you deal with people pleasing, eventually you're gonna be like this shit is dead. Yeah. Eventually, yeah, you're, you're not gonna even gonna want friends. Yeah, you're not even gonna want friends. Just in like, ugh. but yeah, yeah. Did we touch on everything? yeah i think we did yeah i think we did so <laughs> i feel like this this
1: this episode was like better um we were like staying on topic yeah because all of our other ep- episodes are like rambling jumped here there, <laughs> jumped there there. yeah like we're never like in one certain place but i i, I don't mind it it's mm-hmm. like
0: also we're gonna make a whole i forgot that we were supposed to make a like we already have one we have an instagram um for our podcast and I also we want to like interact with you guys and get to know yeah. you guys because we feel like we're just like you know we're like just talking we're just talking we want to like get to know yeah. you guys too um maybe even free feature some of you guys on future episodes yes. that would be so fun um yeah 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 it was like your recommendations give us your recommendations yeah yes you
1: guys want us to hear us talk about Mm -hmm. and stuff yeah
0: so that's the episode thank you guys so much for watching sticking around to the end if you're still here um i'm like really nervous i don't know why it's
1: different when i feel like we can like you can see us Mm -hmm. because like when I'm like just in my room
0: talking, everything's fine, but like my hands are sweaty. <laughs> Honestly, I had to like the same. Like, I had to be practicing this. Even when I was trying to like make videos for my YouTube channel, I had to like continuously practice, like continuously. Even now, I'm still struggling, but yeah. we'll get better. Yeah. You know, we're still, we're, we're even getting better at this podcast. If you watch yeah. our first episode, it was all over the place. We were so like, excited. We're so excited. <laughs> we're, we still are, but like then, like, yeah. we were like, we were so excited and it shown. Yeah. It showed. Like there was no edits or anything. It was just raw. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I think this was a really good episode. Thank you guys so much for watching. Um, we'll see you guys in our next episode on Under the Veil. Kay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>